1: Of course, I was in New York City for a great wedding over the weekend. Had a chance to catch up with the Oilers and what was going on on Saturday as they defeated the Winnipeg Jets 3-2 in regulation. That was a massive win, especially against the surging Jets club looking to find its way into the postseason. The Oilers looking to maintain its cushion over the teams that are a few points back. Edmonton obviously trying to hunt down First in the division, certainly that is well within grasp considering that the Oilers are at 76 points through 65 games and Vegas has 80 points at the top of the division. Of course, the Oil have two games in hand on the Golden Knights. Calgary coming off a big win with Cam Talbot picking up a shutout yesterday. That was massive for them as they sit one point back of the Oilers. Talbot doing it against the Florida Panthers. But keep in mind as well, Calgary has played 67 games to Edmonton 65. Vancouver now in the first wild card spot in the Western Conference. 34, 25, and 6 on the year, 74 points through 65 games. And then Nashville, who the Orders will face tonight, locks down the final wild card spot through 72 points in 64 games for them. They're tied with Winnipeg and Arizona at 72 points, but they do have the tiebreaker with three games in hand on both the Jets. And the Coyotes, and don't look now, the Minnesota Wild, just one point back of a wild-card spot through 65 games. The Wild, 32-26-7. and So the Oilers, a little bit of room to work with. Not a lot of room, absolutely, especially if they don't win tonight. Nashville could be two points back of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, If things fall into a wild-card situation for the Oil, these are certainly pivotal points. It's the start of a three-game and four-night Central Division trip. We'll see the Predators tonight, the Dallas Stars tomorrow, and then on Thursday it wraps up in Chicago, one of the best buildings in the league against the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks certainly falling off. They are only at 66 points. Dallas, 81 points through 65 games. They continue to roll along just nicely in a very good Central Division. They're four points back of the Colorado Avalanche seven points back of the St. Louis Blues. So in this episode of Locked On, Oilers, we'll get into uh, preview today a little bit. Uh, I'll hit on uh, what I saw and some takeaways from Saturday's game. I watched the extended highlights a couple of times, so I didn't get the full shebang as it was uh, wedding night, but uh, I'll certainly uh, point out some of the things I noticed, and I'm sure you noticed too watching that game, but uh, some strong performances indeed against a surging Winnipeg Jets club on Saturday night. A clutch, two points. And uh, we'll get to some audio. We'll hear from Kyler Yamamoto. Looks like he's good to go after missing some time with an ankle injury. Mike Smith, we'll also talk to him. And we'll hear from head coach Dave Tippett. We'll also break down Leon Dreisaitl in the massive season that he is having. He won another award from the league at the end of the month, and then we'll get into this day in hockey history to wrap things up. So we've got a good show for you. Let's get into it a little bit more here. Just some observations from what I saw over the Jets' 3-2 win that the Oilers picked up. Mike Smith, obviously outstanding. Clutch saves when he needed them and when the team needed him. He looks like he's razor sharp and uh, certainly feeling it. If you consider the fact that in his last 16 games, Smith has been excellent. He's 11-1-4 with a 9-18 save percentage, second most wins in the NHL since January, despite only starting in just 16 games. And, uh, man, he, you could just tell the emotion after the end of that game. He's doing the double fist pump. He's just loving it, and he was clutch in that performance. Obviously, Leon Draisaitl three-point night, eclipses the 100-point plateau, does it for the second time in as many seasons could he get 50 goals again this year? Who knows? He could be just heating up. And then Connor McDavid also looked great. That first pass he made on the first dry goal, the little backhand sauce to give the Oilers the 1-0 lead. Power play marker there. Uh, beautiful. A thing of beauty. I had to watch it a couple of times to really get some appreciation for it. Good to see Chris Russell back in the lineup as well after missing some time due to a concussion. So... I'm sure it's going to take Russell a little bit of time to get back into a groove. Obviously not easy to to walk right back into this situation where you're in the thick of a playoff race, things are heating up, the game has elevated. Every week it seems to get better and better faster and more sharp, but uh, good to have a veteran like Russell in there instead of a William Lagasin. Not to take away anything from Lagasin, but when you get a veteran guy who's been in the league for a decade as opposed to a guy that's, you know, played less than 10 games in the National Hockey League. I'll take that any day. And Russell and Benning have been a solid third pairing, so it's good that they're back together out there. Sucks that Mike Green is out for a while. If you're an Oilers fan, you wanted to see him and what he could do if he could refine his game uh, a little bit. Obviously, the offensive element of his game does still exist, but he's a 34-year-old that, uh, you know, on a good team, maybe he could bring something to the table. So with him being out, that sucks for the Oilers, but... They've got a lot of defensemen right now, and uh, I think they're going to be able to uh, uh, deal with this storm that they've had in in regard to injuries. So we'll see Yamamoto back tonight. We're also going to hear from Carlo Yamamoto, and we'll also hear from Mike Smith and Dave Tippett on this edition of Locked on Oilers. Uh, Big two points. I can't say it enough and stress it enough. Over the Jets. I was impressed with what I saw. So that sums up my general observations from that game. As for the Oilers and Preds tonight, we're going to see Pekka Arena go toe to toe with Mike Smith between the pipes. In terms of lineup for the Oilers, this is what we're expecting from them against the Predators. Connor McDavid centering Tyler Ennis and Josh Archibald. Dry sidle with Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. That line obviously has been excellent. Nugent Hopkins, by the way, now in the 50-point range. He could he could get into 60-65, to 65 and I don't think people will be complaining anymore about the season that he was having. Obviously, slow start for the Nuge, but he has heated up. I mean, that game-winner... Against the Jets was a thing of beauty. Just a great snapshot, low to the blocker on Connor Hellebuck. Beautiful goal. So they get Yamamoto back. We'll see if that line can pick up where it left off before Yamamoto's injury. On the third line, Riley Sheehan expected to center Andreas Athanasiou and Zach Cassian, and then the fourth line centered by Gaetan Haas, Jujar Kaira flanking him on the left with Alex Chason on the right. Your deep pairings for this one: Darnell Nurse with Ethan Bear, Caleb Jones with. Adam Larson, and then Russell and Benning back together. And like I said, Smith between the pipes again. 11-1-4 in his last 16 starts. He has been lights out. They're going to need him as they take on a Nashville Predators club that is looking to make some headway in the playoff positioning. Obviously, they're going to likely be chasing down just a wild-card spot with the Dallas Stars as of today, 9 points up on them. Nashville has 18 games left to Dallas' seventeen. Nashville 6-3-1 in its last 10 games. On home ice this season, the Preds 16-13-4. The Oilers away from Ice District in Rogers Place, 18-13-3. The Oil 5-3-2 in its last 10 games. A big one to start this Central Division road swing. Nashville tonight, Dallas tomorrow, Chicago Thursday. This one should
2: be a doozy. Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
1: You're listening to Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tom Gazzola with you. Let's get into some pre-game audio. We heard that Kyler Yamamoto is back in action. He's missed the last couple of weeks due to an ankle injury injury. He'll be back on the line with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Leon Dreisaitl tonight. Let's hear from Yamamoto himself, the little winger who's had an excellent, excellent campaign since being called up late in 2019. Point of game guy back with familiar faces, Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins hoping to pick up where they left off. Here he is, Kylo Yamamoto.
3: Obviously good to go today. Yep. still how's, how's the ankle feeling? It's feeling good. Yeah. Uh, it's good out
4: there on morning skate, so I'm uh, excited for the night. Was one of those things you just kinda got tied up and switched it or yeah it was uh it was a little weird. Um just kinda fell back on my ankle a little bit and got caught a little bit, but um you know it's been a good process um you know to get back and um you know feeling good now. Ankle injuries are always kinda touchy, right? They could be a week, it could be four, it like gets just uh, Yeah it's, it's, it was weird. Um you yeah, very fortunate. Um nothing too serious happened to. you know uh, things happen. And, you know, excited to get back tonight.
1: How do you, how do you approach that first shift when you? It's only been a week or so, but how do you approach that when you come back and, and it's been a little off for the week?
4: Uh, probably be a little nervous, but uh, you know, just try to go out there. Um, you know, keep playing my game, keep playing with a lot of energy, and uh, you know, keep working for these guys
3: you got to test it in battle drills and stuff like that because I know sometimes it's that's what they wanted, right? They want to make sure it's battle-tested.
4: Yeah, um, you know that's why I've uh, been practicing with the team and stuff before. I mean, I stepped it on the ice for a game. Um, but, you know, it's felt good out there. Um, you know, it's going to be a good one. What's it feel like to be an important cog of this team when you weren't even here, and now
3: you're gone, and people are saying, "Well, oh, they really miss him."
4: Uh, you know, it's an honor. Um, but, you know, I keep playing the same way. You know, if I slack off, then you know I'm not that same player anymore. So I just gotta keep doing the same things I was doing before, and um, you know, just keep pushing.
1: A guy you get the opportunity to play with, Leon, named first star of the month in February. We've asked you a few times before, but a little bit more on, on what it means to play with him and, and what it's like to play with a guy of that caliber.
4: It's a huge honor. Um, he's the best player in the world right now. It's, uh, he's showing it right now, and um, you know it's great to see him. And you know I'm glad he's getting all the accolades he's getting right now. And you know it's uh, you know it's a lot of fun, and hopefully we we'll just keep it up.
3: How long has it gone from? while I'm playing with DeAndre, saddle to like now being comfortable playing with him and not not realizing it's Leon. like you know what I'm trying to say is
4: so. yeah it's uh it's awesome um yeah, he's a really good guy in the locker room really good guy on the bench on the ice um yeah, he's really easy to play with um you know always talking to me seeing you know putting his input on what he saw on the ice um so he's a really easy player to play with and um you know just hopefully we can keep building chemistry
1: do you think that ease has helped you elevate your own game
4: oh big time um You know, I was early on in my career, you know, I was a little nervous to play with him, but now, you know, I've kind of settled in and, um, you know, he's made it a lot easier this year. Uh, He's been really good to me in the locker room and on the ice, like I said. And, um, you know, so it's been good. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can just keep it up.
1: We heard from Kyler Yamamoto. Let's hear from Mike Smith. Smith getting the start tonight in goal against the Nashville Predators on the season. He has an 18 10 6 record, 287 goals against average, 905 save percentage with one shutout. At the other end of the ice, where we'll see Pekka Rine 18-13-4, and 3.0 goals against average, 900 save percentage with three shutouts. Smith, 11-1-4 and 4 in his last 16 starts. Here he is. Coming off a big win, and you've seen success versus Nashville so far this season. Getting some key pieces back tonight as well. How big is is getting off to a good start tonight for this group?
5: Yeah, I think... Any game you want to get off to a good start uh, on the roads to start of a road trip. I think against a team that's, you know, fighting for the lives too is is you know it's important to, you know, the drop of the puck we're ready to go. So it's obviously we've been talking about the standings. Everyone knows where we're. Everyone's out in the standings at this point. So every game's big right now.
3: Just up. This team has an ability to win games. Maybe you know one line's not going, or other lines not going. What is it about this team that's finding ways to win games?
5: Yeah, there's just been a a, you know a good mix of resilience, and when you know one line's not getting involved in the game on the scoreboard, other other lines have jumped in and gotten important uh, important goals for us. So I think um, there's been a lot of different aspects of our game that have you know given us a good chance to be in hockey games to start, and then to push them along far enough where we're, you know, getting big goals at important times in games, and, um, you know, as the season goes along here, that's, you know, all important things, so uh, we'll expect that again tonight.
3: With Yamamoto, it's funny, he wasn't here the first half of the year, and then he's out for a few games, and everyone's saying how big of a loss he is not getting him back. (laughs) It's (laughs) just how big is it to get him back?
5: Yeah, no, I think he just... He's been, uh, you know, such a big piece to, to that line and obviously the depth of our, our whole forward group. So I think he just brings an, an element of the game where, you know, he brings energy to our group and I think it's contagious out there. So I think, you know, getting a guy back, back in the lineup like, uh, like Yamo, who's, who's been a big part of this team since he's gotten here, is, is going to be huge for a group
2: seems like every game you guys are getting a body back. Is it a hard job for Tippett, you think, just to kind of mix and match this group and find the perfect combination with the influx of bodies? You guys? it's
5: a good problem to have. You know, it's a good problem to have when you're getting... Guys are getting healthy that, you know, have played a big impact on your team this year. And, um, you know, veteran guys that have... You've been around at this time of the season, it's important to have those guys in the lineup. So I think it's, it's a good problem to have when guys are coming back at this time of the season. It's like, you know, kind of getting a, a late trade acquisition. So, um it's important to get those guys back and we're excited about it i
0: got two questions so Clef bombs coming back soon um you've had all kinds of different types of defensemen in Frenny over all the years what you know he's not a huge points guy but he has huge minutes blocks lots of shots runs the power play who is he What kind of player is he like Describe
5: no cleft just he touches a lot of parts of the game you know as a d-man i think as a leader of our group i think he he stabilizes the blue line when he's in there and I think guys have done a pretty good job to uh, you know to, to avoid his absence, but it's tough to replace a, a player that logs that many minutes and touches that many parts of the game. You know, p- kills penalties. Uh, he's on the power play. He's got a heck of a shot. Um, he's just a real solid back there for us. And I think he's kind of a calming influence for the whole the whole back end goalies included. And obviously, exciting to see him back on the ice with us this morning and and uh getting closer to a return so it's it's good for the group
0: the emergency goalie is a topic with the gms today <laughs> in uh Breton do you care does it matter do they need to change it at all or should they just move on
5: it matters but i'm not about to get into that one right now <laughs>
1: Bill Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Oilers for the Locked On Podcast Network. Tom Gazzola with you. We heard from Mike Smith. We heard from Kylo Yamamoto. Yamamoto back in action. Smith starting in goal. Let's hear from head coach Dave Tippett now.
0: Kyler Yamamoto looks like he's good to go today. Yeah, he's going to jump in. We give him a couple extra days, but he's good out there today, so he'll jump back on that line with Leon and, uh, and Nuge, and hopefully they can pick up right where they left off. And Smitty is in between Schmitty, the pipes for it. Yeah, Smitty will play uh, first of the back-to-back, so we'll and uh, uh, probably get the one tomorrow, so we'll... Hopefully keep keeps Schmidty going the way he was the other night.
5: Now, Brent Peterson is here. Uh, he's been with quite a battle here over the last several years. But you and Brent, I'm told, basically did the penalty killing for the Hartford Whalers. Uh, Tex, uh, Jack Evans, just handed that right over to you guys, yeah, uh, Joel yeah. Quenville.
0: He, huh? he was uh, he was my centerman for a while there. Great person, great player. Uh, really knowledgeable about the game. And uh, uh, everybody's with him in his battle, but he's uh, he was a great player. And um, one of those guys that as a young guy, I was a little bit younger than him, but I soaked up a lot of knowledge from him.
5: Now, did you, I mean, you got the number two ranked PK in the NHL. Are there any of the key uh, <laughs> formatics or characteristics no, that were deployed no, in your Hartford Whalers PK back well, in the mid 1980s that are probably still? Probably the
0: only thing that's around from there is just the will to get the job done. You know, uh-huh. there's blocking shots. There's there's things you have to do to kill penalties, and uh, that part it was the same. The tactical part probably has changed a lot since way back then. <laughs> a
3: bit more aggressive now, right? Back yeah, then you just little, had the box and you just let.
0: Yeah, it. a little bit. There was times when you're aggressive, but uh, but just. Uh, little more tactics involved with just with all the video and stuff now
3: going back to Yamamoto this is a kid that wasn't here you know until mm. you know in January and then you really really missed him when he was out I guess
0: yeah I mean he just he just I don't know he's one of those guys that just makes your roster work you know that line has been really good but he just gives us another another element there that uh you know he, it's funny as he's come around he's just made other players around him better you know so uh uh, hopefully he can jump back in right where he left off and, and uh, you know, you get a guy like that back in your lineup again, hopefully he gives us a boost. You've
3: seen that growth over over two months now, three months here, Just he just seems more mature and more, yeah. you know, he looks he's an NHLer
0: now. Yeah, you know, we saw the growth a little bit at camp, but then he was hurt but, uh, you know, I give him credit, he went down, he worked hard, worked on his game uh, waited for his opportunity when he got the opportunity, he's made the most of it, so, you know, he's uh, he's a good player, he's a good NHL player thinks the game well Anytime you see a player like Leon, who really likes to play with guys like that, they like to play with good players, and so he spit in very well there.
1: So there you have it. That is Dave Tippett on his club as it gets set to take on the Nashville Predators. Leon Dreisaitl cannot ignore how good of a season this guy is having. It's another 100-point year for Dreisaitl, who became the first player to eclipse the mark in 2019-2020. Dreisaitl, who made history in 2018-19 as the first NHL player of German nationality to reach the 100-point mark in a season when he scored 50 goals, 55 assists last year, became the seventh skater to record multiple triple-digit campaigns with Edmonton. He joins Wayne Gretzky, who did it nine times. Yari Curry, who did it six times, Mark Messier did it five times, Glenn Anderson three times, Paul Coffey three as well, and current teammate Connor McDavid also has three. McDavid at 89 points, by the way, will likely make it four straight years with 100-plus points. Now, Drysettle became the first Oilers skater to reach the 100-point mark in 65 games or fewer since Mark Messier in 89-90. Messier did it with 34 goals, 66 assists in 62 games, and the first on any team since Lightning forward Nikita Kucherov last season. Aside from Dreisaitl and Kucherov, only eight other different players over the last 26 years, since 1993-94, have accomplished the feat. This is an interesting one. Dreisaitl became the second German-born player in NHL history to reach the 100-point mark multiple times. He joins Danny Heatley, who was born in Freiburg, West Germany, Heatley did it with Ottawa in 5 and 0607. Of course, Heatley is of Canadian nationality. So there you have it. A little bit more on Dreisaitl because you got to add to the fact that he was the first star for the month of February, leading the league in scoring with 23 points in 14 games as the Oilers went 7-5-2. To maintain second place in the Pacific Division, Dreisaitl had at least one point in 10 of 14 games, including seven multi-point efforts, highlighted by a four-point outing on February 1st and February 11th. He notched goals in eight games, including two game winners, and concluded the month with two goals, one assist, three points on February 29th against the Winnipeg Jets. Huge win for the Oilers in that one when he eclipsed the 100-point mark. He is one of seven players to post multiple 100-point campaigns for the Oilers, as mentioned before. So there you go, Leon Dreisettle continues to have a monster season. Finally, this day in hockey history, March 2nd, 1986, Yari Curry scored two goals, including the winner at 129 of overtime, to lead the Oilers to a 2-1 win over the visiting Philadelphia Flyers. The two goals gave Curry 100 points on the season for the fourth straight year. That does it for this edition of Locked On. Oilers, great to be back. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to break down the Oilers and Predators and to get you set for the Oilers and Stars. Enjoy the Oilers and Preds. Talk to you tomorrow, everyone.